Do you like Disney? Do you like movies? Do you like friends who watch these movies? Disney Channel, Tipsy Paddle, Disney Channel. everybody welcome to the disney channel tipsy panel the podcast where we watch and review all the dcoms from a to xenon my name is brandon lamuto i am your host and i am here with my double dutch crew let me introduce you to these wonderful people we got our sound engineer mr ryan mass my name is ryan i think i'm dying but i don't have the coronavirus mm. Ooh, yeah i like that that was good it would fit in very well with any of the, the bops they played during these uh, these jump rope jams. Oh, that was my thought. Yeah. We got our mixologist, James Letieri. My name's James. I ain't no chicken. That's it. Good. I'm, gl- I'm glad. I'm glad that you're very brave. You're a very brave man. You're very proud and you're very brave. And my I name's James. That. I ain't no chicken. When I'm cooking, you'll find me in the uh, kitchen. The- <laughs> <laughs> there you go. Home. We got our art director, Brennan Banta. Hi. What rhymes with Brennan? Um, uh, Lennon. Heaven. Heaven. Uh, yeah, I'll, I'll, I'll take that. That works. My name is Brennan, and I'm going to heaven. And while I'm there, I'm going to meet Vladimir Lennon. <laughs> <laughs> How come nobody ever does that? Everybody just goes for seven or 11. I think we really need to incorporate more of Vladimir Lennon into our, our rhyming with that word. Mm-hmm. Uh, so all the communist rappers out there <laughs> there's probably a lot more now than ever hey do you guys want to just say fuck it to the whole idea of a disney channel podcast and just do a communist rap troupe that also sure. does double touch <laughs> yeah absolutely we're called red scare oh <laughs> this is a podcast called disney channel tipsy panel and what we normally do is review all the decoms but uh not today <laughs> <laughs> Today we are a communist rap group And that's all you're going to get for the next 50 minutes So uh, if that's disappointing to you uh, Too bad Now um, we did watch a movie today uh, Our movie was What did we watch? We watched Jump In Jump In is a 2007 DCOM starring Corbin Blue And Kiki Palmer which is truly An all star cast Like if you know two of them You know well 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 I mean Kiki Palmer's Not in her peak yet but it's, you know, right at her, I guess, onset as a as a young star, Corbin Blue riding off the high of high school musical. Um, and I'm never going to get another chance to say this later. This movie has not one, not two, but three Degrassi actors in it, which is huge for me. I loved seeing that. Mm, what you say? That's, I've told you this so many times. That is not Degrassi, and I, I, I don't even. It's not even funny to me. It's, it's, it's an insult to my character, an insult to, to the things I grew up with, and I demand you apologize. Corbin Blue, is that when you take a piece of chicken and you put ham and cheese melted on it? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's it. Corbin Blue. That's what I thought. All right, uh, before we start talking about this movie, we are called the Tipsy Panel for a reason, and that reason is sitting right here, baby. Ooh, that was crispy and cold. It's because it's drinking is involved. Yeah, that's exactly it. James is our mixologist, and every week he makes a really nice drink. It's very tasty. It gets you drunk, and 
We're very happy it exists. Sometimes James, it makes you sick if you drink too much, in my experience. <laughs> well, I mean, anything's going to make you sick if you drink too much of it. You yeah. can get water poisoning. That's true. Yeah. So, James, what am I going to get poisoned with this week? Uh, all right. For supplemental poisoning this week, mandatory supplemental poisoning. <laughs> <It's>, <laughs> oh, boy. Um, I came up with the Red Hot Chili Shandy. Oh. Um, it's a hot time. Uh, I was also thinking of, you know, uh, this movie takes place in Brooklyn. We're big fans of Brooklyn Brewery. Hey. Uh, trivia home. Shout out to the people at Brooklyn Brewery. Oh, um, I miss bar trivia. Yeah. Um, I, I miss. Remember places, guys? Remember things and places? Wow, nouns. Yeah. They don't Oof. exist oh, anymore. <laughs> when everybody's quarantining, there are no nouns. It's just a lot of adjectives. And that <laughs> adjective is sit. Uh, there's also Stay. oh wait no that's a verb sit that's uh, a verb yeah. sorry I thought you said verb and I just kind of riffed on it <laughs> oh my god my uh my levels just really peaked when I corrected you I felt really <laughs> that's strongly okay. about no, that th- I'll that's fix okay. it in post <laughs> for all of you folks listening out there in the future or the not too distant future. 2020 is a year that we'd rather have deleted from the history books and it's a time where nobody's allowed to see each other we're not allowed to have fun so this podcast is illegal in present day 2020 yeah we shouldn't be having Red fun scare baby but, it's what we do i mean you know james i'm sorry to take away your thunder talking about this drink why don't you tell no, no, us no. what you would have made us if it was okay for us to see each other this this one i feel like is more accessible at home because there's not a lot to it but uh also the reason that I made it a shandy is because there's a lot of sweating in this movie, which I want to talk about. Oh. People get sweaty. I'm sweating right now. So so tell me, James, what's in the Anthony Shandy? The Anthony Shandy <laughs> has... Um, I used uh, Brooklyn Summer Ale, but you can use any Pilsner or Summer Ale that you got. Sam Adams makes a good one. Uh, and then to make it chilly, you put ginger and cayenne in there uh, and a little splash of vodka and then lemonade. And it will make you go... Lap it up. Good wet noise. That sounds like this drink that I used to make at the coffee shop I worked at. Normally it was hot. It was uh, red rooibos tea with uh, cayenne and lemon and uh, ginger, simple syrup. Um, And, you know, I always made it hot. And then a guy came in and got it ice. And I was like, hey, George, this drink is called the Spicy Icy. Ooh, that's a fun name. That's a brand right there. Yeah. That drink... Uh, both of those drinks sound great, but James, yours especially because it would get me drunk and I can't wait to make it. And listeners out there, you also will get the chance to make it. We'll post the recipe on our Instagram uh, at Disney Channel Tipsy Panel. You get to look at it. You'll get to make it. You'll get to drink it and you'll get to tell us how great it really is. Uh, hey, speaking of listeners, uh, I think there's a, a special listener I should shout out who was kind enough to call the Tipsy Panel hotline. A caller? Yeah. You believe oh that? Oh, my goodness. Incredible. I was floored when I got this voicemail. Uh, and and to our, our first and only caller so far, I'm sorry I didn't answer. Um, just technology issues over here at, at <laughs> HQ in New York. Um, shout out to Brianna, listener of the podcast, who has memorized the phone number because I've said it so much. Um <laughs> I don't even think you've memorized the phone number. No. Well, actually, no. (laughs) Um, It was very kind of you to call. I hope you enjoyed your lunch. Uh, And if you hear 
me read this phone number out while you're driving. Maybe, um, you know, just don't, don't look at your phone while you're driving. <laughs> um, so Brianna, thank you. We were going to call you right now, but again, uh, we're having technology problems. So, uh, I have your phone number. We'll call you at some point and arrange to have you on the show, or at least do an episode that you want to hear. Yeah, so, please, Brianna, let us know what you want to do because we are we are listening. We're here. So thanks for calling. Yes. And uh, for all you listeners out there who may want to call as well, we welcome those phone calls. We encourage those phone calls. And that phone number is 914-863-1613. And, and I'll say it again. It's 914 13 you know i'm i'm usually the resident jokester here but uh, i think i'm gonna play the straight man now no more jokes mm. for me no more jokes i like this angle we could work with this 9-11 was an inside job <laughs> not, not a joke, a joke. Uh, also, before we get into talking about the movie, you could email us. Uh, we have gotten many emailers, and I always love reading the emails from our lovely fans. Um, that email is DisneyChannelTipsyPanel at gmail.com. If you want to comment on something that we said or just let us know that you're out there or tell me that something I said was wrong because I definitely say, like, 10 falsities every episode. Uh, I don't think falsity is a word, so you could, you could you know, email me about that and say, hey, you're a big, stupid, dumb idiot. Why'd you say a made-up word? Uh, yeah. We'd love to hear from our fans. All right. Let's talk about this movie. Jump in. Let's uh, get into it. What, did you think I was going to say something else? Nope. So. Okay. So it starts with a song and Corbin Blue is like dancing around to the song with his headphones around his neck. Except it is very much <laughs> not Corbin Blue either. <laughs> oh, right. Because no. he's like doing gymnastics. Yes. You know how when you dance in the street... And you just feel like busting out a backflip. <laughs> you know this, how you throw an orange into the air, do a backflip, catch it, and then give it to the lovely street vendor? <laughs> Who you took it from in the first place. <laughs> hey, just oh, me, Corbin Blue. There's that kid Blue. that goes and does the tricks with the oranges. <laughs> there's that kid who tampers with my merchandise. It, it's very cute the way they're trying to establish, like, you know, the neighborhoody vibe of Brooklyn. They say he lives in Prospect Park. Uh, I do. I live in Brooklyn, but not in Prospect Park. But I can guarantee you that anybody who lives near Prospect Park right now does not know their neighbors. They are just other, you know, other 20 and 30 somethings who moved to the city and wanted to be near the park. And they, they haven't talked to a single person on their block. Am I uh, hearing that there's a subtext of anti gentrification sentiment in this film? Uh, yes. And you know what? Good. I'm glad they can, they can rewrite Brooklyn uh, gentrification all they want. Yeah. Cause this was 07. I mean, this was like at the, Honestly, the Brooklyn gentrification was probably past its peak at this point. So, you know, really, they should recast this for 2020. Just a bunch of young white professionals <laughs> pushing baby carriages. No jump yeah. rope. The cops yeah, get Ryan, called every time we, there's jump rope. That's what we need right now. We, we need to take uh, a, a wonderful movie with black actors and black producers and just rewrite it with all the white people. That sounds like a great idea. I'm all on board. Uh, 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 <laughs> 
the movie is about uh, Corbin Blue. He is a boxer because his dad was also a boxer and he is uh, living in his he is following in his father's footsteps until he realizes that he has a second passion. Uh, and that's double Dutch because Kiki Palmer and her friends have a double Dutch team and they enter contests and uh, they have a good time doing that. But then when uh, Degrassi actor number one leaves the team, uh, she to join a rival team. That also has a Degrassi actor on it. Um, they need a fourth, so they get Corbin Blue to jump in. Oh, to, he to jumps jump in. in. I'm gonna, I'm gonna say that like three times, and I'm not even gonna think about it. I honestly forgot the name of this movie before we started this podcast. <laughs> Didn't they say that he was a third generation boxer? Did they? Oh, I, I missed. I missed that. It's very possible. It's surprising that I picked that up, considering I watched this at one point seven five speed. Can you do that <laughs> with Disney Plus, or are you doing it with something else? Uh, actually, this one's available for free on YouTube. So if any of our listeners Ooh. are interested, that's where I found it. That's great. We don't have to give Disney any more of our money because yeah. we're already giving Disney way too much. I I was I was surprised actually. I I felt like they started to build a pretty decent story uh from the very beginning. I mean, look, the dead mom aspect of it was pretty ham-fisted. Um yeah. well, well, if we you want like a- if you want to hit if you want to, you know, establish all of the tropes from Disney movies that they hit in the first five minutes, we can, because I made a list. You got adult actor doing child stunts. Mm-hmm. You got the mm-hmm. single parent. Yep. You got the sassy younger sibling. Sure. And you got the Degrassi actors in a B role. So yeah, we, you really hit the, we, we really, really hit the need jackpot. Like a, we need a soundbite or something that plays every time we bring up a decom trope. Yeah. Oh man. That, that would be great. Enough um, said you guys, I got it taken <laughs> care of. Look at that. Play the, the Mario game. collecting a coin noise. The <laughs> <laughs> I like that, that. That's probably copyrighted. That's yeah. probably true. Hey, uh, Brandon, next beer you crack, make sure you crack it really close to the mic because I'll use that. Oh, that's a good idea. Oh, that's I'll a good one. That. I'll just yep. I'll, I'll sample it so it'll just go like. <laughs> be like an eight oh eight. All right. Um, so uh, as you could imagine from the movie, I mean, as I think. Everybody already knows what the plot of this movie is going to be. Obviously, Corbin Blue has to keep the Double Dutch a secret because his dad wants him to do one thing. And God forbid we do anything that our parent doesn't want us to do. That's how I live my life still. Yeah, he, he keeps his jump roping secret by only doing the Double Dutch in his father's gym. Yeah, I really feel bad for his father if he has a gym that is empty at all different hours of the day where they can come all the time and do practice here. It must be a failing gym. Well, sad. All right. Wait a second. I mean, boxers get punch drunk when they get hit too much, which we all know is actually chronic traumatic encephalopathy. Mm -hmm. Cauliflower ear. CTE. So my theory is that dad has severe CTE and the kid can just train double dutch in the gym all the time because the dad doesn't know what's going on (laughs) i'm imagining the dad just like in the background just like wiping down a window (laughs) being like doing great with your boxing son and his son is just (laughs) jumping rope (laughs) all all he wants to do is tell his son he's proud of him but he keeps forgetting to do that yeah to be perfectly honest i was surprised that this movie featured boxing as like a you know so yeah. as like a sport, because, it, it, you know, it just seems 
much more aggressive than what Disney is usually used to. I mean, if you think about this time period, the mid 2000s, whenever characters have like a physical altercation in these movies, it's no longer like fights. It's one of them pushes the other, the other pushes back, and then they both fall to the ground and tug at each other's shirts and maybe tussle their hair. Uh, It's really more heavy petting than fighting. So this one was uh, a breath of fresh air. (laughs) Yeah, it was. Yeah, I wrote early in my notes, I was very curious how they would handle the boxing in general. Mm -hmm. Uh, And in one instance, they do box. And in the other, there's no boxing. (laughs) There's flips. Yes. It's like it's a floor routine. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) Gymnastics. And if you think about like the zeitgeist of boxing at this time for children, I, I mean, I was what was this 2007? I was a teenager when this came out and I could only think of two like, you know, boxing moments in pop culture i could i rocky movies Mm -hmm. that i never saw and million dollar baby in which spoiler alert hillary swank dies so oh yeah kind of surprising fuck you don't forget picture winner if you haven't seen it by now you're never gonna see it fuck you don't forget mike tyson biting evander holyfield's ear i feel like everyone knew Mm. that Right. Yeah. Good point. Yeah. May I may I humbly mention the photo of Muhammad Ali standing over Sonny Liston. Okay. Yeah. Great moment. And also, you know, very. uh, I guess I I guess you would say it's violent. I don't know. A man holding a fist against a guy on the ground. Yeah. So just you know, kudos to Disney for like taking a risk. Yes, I like it. Boxing is violent, and I'm glad that Disney is glorifying violence. You go, guys. Yeah. This is their karate kid. Accurate. Also, um, interesting that, you know, Corbin Blue is a, a successful young boxer and yet still has a bully. The bully is also a boxer and arguably a worse boxer because he never wins. So I don't really see how the uh, how the bullying really fits in here. I like the fact that they explored the bully, though, and he had a bit of a backstory. Like, he wasn't mm-hmm. mean just because he's mean. He's mean because he has, comes from a broken home. Yes, that that, that was nice. Um, you know, he's not that was just new. the bully. You're right. Mm-hmm. You're right. Usually the story of the bully is it just ends with, you know, their friends walking away from them. Uh, see Buffalo Dreams, see Brink, see, I don't know. Those are just two that popped into my head and we've done, what, over 40 of these. So I bet there's more. Oof. Yikes. Yeah, I mean, as far as a breath of fresh air goes, it was nice to have them address, um, dare I say, socioeconomic issues that frame bullying. Sure. uh, If we can can skip to the end here. uh, One of my quotes that I wrote down was, you think if you beat me now, it'll change the fact that your daddy's out of work, Uh, which was (laughs) a really low blow. But yeah. um, Yeah. Why do children know that? Good. Like, I didn't know which one of my friend's dads were in and out of work. Well, he's the notoriously poor kid from a rough home. Notoriously yeah, poor. Yeah, it just feels like a kid wouldn't know why. It just would be a fact. Well, I mean, so if I'm giving if I'm giving them the benefit of the doubt here, they're they're establishing a neighborhood in Brooklyn, which, mm-hmm. you know, doesn't really exist that way in the mid 2000s anymore. But I think the idea is that everybody kind of knows everybody's business because you're all, you know, like on the same block or within the same like, you know, small radius. So I'll 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 give them that. Just just for the New York heads out there, is it Prospect Park or is it like Crown Heights or something? They say Prospect Park at the beginning. 
Okay. The establishing the establishing narrative. I think he just says Brooklyn Bridge, Prospect Park, Izzy, and that's really all you need. Well done. <laughs> Statue of Liberty, Times Square, New York. <laughs> hey, I'm walking here. Hey, so this movie, being a Disney Channel movie, obviously has to throw in a, uh, you know, girls can do the sport too, but they do it in such a strange way. So Tammy is the female boxer in this movie, and she doesn't have a big role, but she's there. And her her introduction to, our, you know, to the viewer is she's in full boxing gear. She's clearly a regular at this gym, and she's about to go into the ring. But there's still a kid who's who knows her, who knows her by name and has seen her here before, who says like, hey, you know, we don't have ballet here. Yeah. They're just ragging on her. Also, that kid, you never see him boxing. Oh, the little kid. Mm-hmm. Yeah, he's he's the he's the snarky kid. He's the they do talk about well, him boxing, but yeah. Oh. Well, he is in touch with his natural side. That's a quote. <laughs> there, there that is... Few... Sorry, go ahead. So, no, sorry. That, that is sort of the key conflict of the movie is gender roles. It's that girl is uh, made fun of kind of for, for being a girl boxer, even though she's like established to be like the best one. Uh, and then that's why... Corbin Blue, uh, Izzy doesn't want to be found out double dutching because it's like, oh, it's a girl thing. And he even makes fun of the girls before he joins them. He's like, I'm going to join your girl sport. Yeah, I, I, but I got to I got to talk about this because, yeah, he, he establishes that like we're going to keep it secret. We're only going to double dutch at 6 a.m. when nobody's at the gym. We're going to we're going to keep this real on the down low. But then there's a montage of them doing it on the streets and in front of his house. This, yeah, in front of the, and as soon as I saw that, I'm like, there's no way that they're still going to try to say that this is a secret. And they do. Yeah. And, and also, it, they act later. There's a, a, like a reveal kind of that Izzy's sister knows what he's been doing, but he's been doing it in front of the house. Yeah. Also, I'm very confused at the, the layout of, of where they live because the front yard is is a, a like a regular it's like a suburban street like it's it's like houses or i guess brownstones if they're not really brownstones but they're kind of like brownstones but then in the back it's like a fire escape and a closed in like quad like the the the, the real estate does not make any sense yeah is he and mary's uh bedrooms face each other they each have balconies from their bedrooms mm-hmm like close enough close enough to just like be like hey mary like even when she's not out there to just be like hey hey come out here and like there she can hear it Mm -hmm. like a west side story balcony yeah exactly absolutely it's cute though it's a little romeo and juliet thing going on yeah (laughs) yeah uh, this this whole movie has a complicated relationship with headphones (laughs) because like like i said at the beginning he's dancing hardcore with his headphones clearly around his neck and then kiki palmer's character is totally plugged in and she's dancing and he's just like hey mary see you tomorrow (laughs) and she's like i heard that (laughs) 
the weirdest thing is that this is that time where, um, you know, it's what's it called? Um, iPods and are just the most popular thing in the world. And everybody has those white earbuds, but you never see them here. You're never going to see them here. Disney won't pay for those. Very you got to wear some weird off-brand headphones. <clears throat> and have uh, computers with pairs on them, like... Uh, <laughs> like Zoe 101. Like Zoe 101. That's exactly what I was thinking of. <laughs> to me, that is iconic. I think about that all the time. I love <laughs> that they did it. It's a great decision. It's so good. And I'm, I'm very happy about it. <laughs> Wait, was that Zoe 101 or was that um, the one with Miranda Cosgrove? Oh, iCarly. I mean, it's all the it's not really established universe, but it started in Zoe 101. OK, and they might have also done it in iCarly. These are all Dan Schneider shows. So got it. Yeah. Got it. Foot fetish Dan. Foot fetish Dan. Exactly. Yep. yep. <laughs> I have no idea what you're talking about. Oh, Dan Schneider. He's got a foot fetish. Uh, there's been some 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 of the actors, I believe. I'm, I, I can't cite any of them in particular, but um, it's been it's somewhat public knowledge that Dan Schneider has done some, I can't even say questionable, some fucked up, you know, fucked up things to ask of his young female actors and oh, their feet. God. Yeah. 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 Weird as hell. Show me your teeth. Ew. <laughs> Sounds like a Donald Trump nickname. Hey, foot finish, Dan. Yeah. <laughs> oh my God. You're right. Good job. Oh, Brandon. You're in his head. All right, so uh, Corbin Blue uh, officially joins their team uh, once they realize they need another member for the competition. Their team is called the Joy Jumpers, I think, or Joy Jumping, something like yeah, that. Joy and Corbin Blue says, "Yeah." And Corbin Blue says, "That's lame. I have a better name, the Hot Chili Steppers." And you know what? That is not a better name at all. I disagree with him wholeheartedly. I I think I think that we could as a group of people who just watched the movie could easily come up with better names for a jump rope team. All right, here we go. Uh, ooh, the double Dutch rudders. Oh, that's now that that is a jump rope team name. All right. Do you think Disney could have gotten away with that? Probably not, but I like to think they could have. Here's mine. I don't think I think the Venn diagram of people who saw jump in and people who saw what was it? Zach and Miri make a porno. I think it's like two separate circles. No, it's you. Or is it clerks too? It's you. That's oh. the, that's it's the, just me. The Dutch oven, the, the, the Venn diagram. The Dutch the, oven's also oven. a good one. Okay. Well that, that was my name then. Yeah. I like no, that. my other one was uh really <clears throat> stupid and really ham fisted and obviously written by, by a white man. It's the hip hoppers. Sure. Ooh. Yeah. I mean, this movie's directed by Paul Hohen, who is Disney royalty, but like, you know, wouldn't be surprised. However, the movie was written uh, by um, three women. Most of them don't have pictures, but uh, two of them are the producers of Girlfriends, which uh, is a show I had not heard of. But it is it has like eight seasons. It's uh, it seems very similar to Desperate Housewives. It was apparently very successful, but I did not know much about it. And uh, yeah, so this movie is this movie has a lot of black representation, which is good. I'm glad that Disney did that. Hop along. That's good. Any Ooh. hop along fans out there? Uh, Again, separate Venn diagrams. I guess so. Ooh, ooh, ooh. All hops are bastards. Yo. Nice. That's a good yeah. one. That's the one. Okay, that's mine. Uh, the Dutch East India 
jumping company. Wow. <laughs> hey, Pirates of the Caribbean was still huge at this point. I yeah, think, it's true. I think people would know. Or fat ropes. Oh my god. <laughs> fat ropes. <laughs> I like uh, that. I Enough rope to hang yourself. Oh, <laughs> oh boy. Oh. <laughs> I'll see myself out now. Jump to conclusions. Oh, that's a good one. <laughs> I like that. They could even have the little mat on the ground. We got a lot of got a lot of pop culture references. I wonder how many of our listeners catch all of them. Hey, if you have a better jump rope team name, please let us know because you probably do. Disney Channel Tipsy Panel at gmail.com. My lovely lady jumps. Oh, good one. I like that. Off, top off the dome. I like that. That was very good. The uh, Manhattan Correctional Center rope aficionados. You're bringing this a place I don't want it to be. Um, so, one thing uh, I really liked about this movie was the music. So Disney Channel movies constantly just, you know, feature songs by their stars, you know, or, you know, some TV star who is who they're forcing to do an EP. Um, and they're always like, you know, kind of ripoffs of other pop trends. But I actually like this one. You got the you got the straight pop song. You got the modern hip hop. You got the the 90s hip hop. You got to they even threw in like a slow R&B jam at one point when they're going in the gym. I don't know. I, I, I appreciated. I mean, none of them are like that good, but I appreciate it. And and I don't know if you guys caught this, but, you know, any any regular decom fan is going to notice this. The final song that they do after the the jump rope competition, it's just the high school musical song. Push it to the limits. <laughs> Except they changed it a little bit, and now it's Corbin Blue doing the whole thing instead of Zac Efron. But yeah, they just took Push It to the Limit and did it again. That's bullshit. Fuck that. It kind of is. Uh, Especially when the plot of this movie is so similar. Like... I, mean, I don't know. Same. I mean, I kind of feel bad for Corbin Blue that he does High School Musical, and then the next year they're like, "All right, we're going to give you your own movie. Here's the movie. You do a sport because your dad really likes that you do the sport, but then you see this other event that's kind of you know not the gender norm, and you want to do that one too, but you have to keep it a secret from your dad." Corbin Blue's sitting there like, "That's the same movie," and they're like, "I know, but you're the star." <laughs> I know we made so much money the first time. <laughs> yeah, they really did. Push it the- to the limit. That's how that song goes. Right? <laughs> yeah, that's how it goes. You Push you got it. it. To the limit. There, there's two other songs that of note. One they remix Chris Cross's Jump. Oh, it's like yeah, yeah. <laughs> jump rope will make you jump, jump, and then we're gonna jump, jump, and rope is I gonna was... jump. Like they they just shoved jump rope lyrics into it. And then I mean, the other one I recognize when the song is just, you know, jump, jump, jump. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. I recognize but, another one from I can't remember what other decom, but it was maybe in the 20s of the episodes we were doing it. It was within this past, uh, I would say, 20 episodes, um, which is all, not narrowing it down at all. But it's that song is like, who having fun? We having fun. Like high pitched kids voices just saying, who having fun? We having fun. It's like running, jumping, having fun. 
oh my having god fun. I, I it's like i i there's like a, a little germ of that in my head but i can't place it we'll get there we will you guys want to do the decom f-bomb i like the decom yeah, sure. oh, you don't sound like you want to do it should well, I just? A, I'm. I'm just gonna. No, I don't want to do it anymore. Hmm. All right, let's come back later to the decom f bomb. <laughs> okay, let's do the decom dad hour. The decom dad hour is a lot of fun. Decom dad hour, um, listeners, you know what it is. We rate the dads, and this movie only has a dad. Actually, there is one mom. Mary uh, Kiki Palmer's mom is in it for just a moment. Um, but yeah, the let's do the decom dad hour. Let's talk about dad. Does he have a name? I don't think he has a name. I just wrote dad. No. The actor's name is David Rivers. It's Rivers, but there's an extra E in there. Um, my grade for this dad is uh, a, a B. I mean, every single dad has to have that conflict with their kid where it's just like, you know, I'm not getting, throwing away my dream. I'm throwing away yours like that. It just has to happen. Otherwise, it's not a Disney Channel movie. Um but I don't know. From his introduction, I liked him. He's charismatic. I liked that god awful abomination of food that he made <laughs> for dessert. Oh yeah, it was like boys who can cook. <laughs> yeah, truly. I do, they don't even say what it is. He just says like I tried to make it just like mom used to make. It was, but it was I chili don't know and cake, it and his chili had like chunks of green stuff in it. It scared me. I'm, it made me uncomfortable. I'm going to give him mis- a good grade. I think he deserves an A because he's clearly trying and he listens and learns. I, I think I think he does good and therefore he gets an A. Cool. Yeah, I'm going to go A minus on him because he has that thing where he pushes his son very hard and he gets mad at him before asking if there's anything wrong. But obviously Corbin Blue's going to say nothing's wrong. Um, but I think as soon as he figures out that Corbin's interested in Double Dutch, he's pretty supportive. So A minus. That's fair. I'm gonna give him a B. He's pretty cool until he digs through the trash. Mm. Oh yeah, that and he said he does a, do that. That was kind of a shitty move. And he doubles down on it too, where he where you know Corbin Blue says yeah. like, "Were you digging through my trash?" He could have been like, "No, I just saw it." But then he goes, "It's my house. It's my trash." Yeah, that's never a good argument. <laughs> yeah. Um, I do like that he he kind of just wants to connect with him like he buys tickets to the boxing match even though that's like a conflict with the double dutch that Corbin hasn't told him about Um, he has a very cute and a little bit sad scene where he's washing a plate and he drops it and breaks it and then looks up to the picture of his his deceased wife hanging right next to the sink and kind of like shakes his head and smiles Mm -hmm. that's the CTE yeah yeah he's punch (laughs) drunk He looks at the picture and goes, who is that? <laughs> he looks in the mirror and goes, who is that? Worth noting that in a Disney Channel movie, the only way that you're allowed to introduce a dead parent is when the protagonist is sitting with their younger sibling doing some thing that their mother used to do or like, you know, homework or braiding the hair. You miss her, and huh? The only lot. Yeah, that's it. You miss her, huh? Me too. <laughs> <laughs> Whoever wrote that line for Disney, like in the nineties or whatever, they they deserve an Oscar just for that line because I've heard they it. They deserve royalties. Yeah, I've heard it so many times. It's, it's funny. I imagine they're all in the writers' room. They're like, "Ugh, oh, all right, you know, we gotta just uh, use the line, guys." <clears throat> you miss her, huh? All right, we're doing the line. Yeah, we're doing the line. 
<laughs> yeah, I'd, I'd like to see what those writers' rooms are like, because I'm sure they're self-aware. That, oh, guys, the dead mom trope again. Are you serious? Yeah, you know what that means. We're going to have to use the line. <laughs> right. I hate the line. The more the more that I've that we've discussed, like the writers of this, like you can see the the lanes where they are clearly having their mark. But I really think the person to blame for all the the corniness corniness or all the suits. It's all the people that are like corporate that aren't really the creative people that are making it just this formula. Mm. I think you're absolutely right. What the bosses get, the bosses want. Am I right? Yeah, it's like the VP level is really to blame. That would be Gary Marsh, uh, the guy who invented the decom back in, what was it, 97? Hey, Gary. Yeah. Fuck you, pal. <laughs> hey, hey, no, I still want to get him on this show. Hey, Gary. You I apologize. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you, Ryan. Inventor, I feel like, is kind of loosely used. He's the, the inventor. He discovered the decom. It, it wasn't there to be invented. It was just always in existence. He discovered it. Well, I mean, I I could argue that because think about like what was it? The la- one of the last movies that came before the decom existed, Susie Q. It's different. Like we see it's got the roots of a decom, but then it's also got guns and and sexuality. And drunk driving. And drunk driving. So like the the decom was invented. I I won't I won't, you know, back down from that. It It was was invented. It was discovered. Gary Marsh is the Christopher Columbus of decoms. Susie Q drank drive so Corbin Blue could jump rope. (laughs) (laughs) Oh my god. That's a great one. I like that. I want to I want to put that like I want to put that quote like on a sunset background like a classic, <laughs> you know, insta quote. That's I, that's I want good. it on a visor and then I want it to be attributed to Abraham Lincoln. <laughs> <laughs> can can you make those Brennan, please? I'll I'll pay for yeah, them. I probably uh, can. I'll pay for them. Uh, uh, guys, we're we're doing a decom merch, I mean a Disney Channel Tipsy Panel merch drop. <laughs> let's talk about the kiss in this oh movie. yeah yes so not Please. only was there violence but there was sexuality oh yeah i mean it was obviously like a first kiss scenario but i thought it was gonna like sh- so kiki palmer kisses corbin blue and it's so quick and weird that and almost accidental and then mm-hmm. it never comes up again I mean, I thought that she was embarrassed and like he was going to be weird around her. Yeah, it was. No, I, I don't know. It was. I didn't even cute. think about like that. It, they handled it in a very mature kind of way because it happened and she seemed a little embarrassed of it in the moment. And then after that, they were just friends again. So. I don't yeah. know. That is very unique. You got a job to do. It just feels like there was going to be another more meaningful one later. Even like, you know, even just like tease Disney, (laughs) (laughs) even just like one line that references the kiss. Like, did that mean nothing to you? (laughs) Just some other cliche. But no, you're right. It doesn't even come up. What I noticed from the kiss was that it was mid movie. Like, that's kind of unique. It's Mm -hmm. it's, you know, not like the client right after the climactic moment where they win the contest or Mm -hmm. what. 
whatever. Um, but yeah, no, that's a that's a really good point. I I thought that um, all of the kids in this movie seem to have a high level of emotional intelligence. Correct me if I'm wrong, but you know, oh no, you're right. Corbin Blue and his referencing of uh, the bully's dad, and then the girls after um, what's his name Izzy quits the double dutch team they all rationalize it in a very mature sort of way and i don't know to me this was unique because i i feel like um you know while the kid is usually pretty level-headed they're still kids whereas these kids are all rationalizing things like adults it reminds me of johnny tsunami which is one of the only other movies we watched that i can think of where the child has you know already has emotional maturity and can you know process those kinds of conflicts with themselves so yeah i think you have a very good point there and for that reason i liked it yeah but we're not ready to rate it yet. We got to do the decom F-bomb. I'm saying it right now. We're doing the decom F-bomb. Here we go. Uh, okay. I'm not enthused about this. I don't care. For those of you who don't know, the decom F-bomb uh, is very simple. If this were a PG-13 movie, you would get to say, you would get to drop the F-bomb once. Where would you put it and why? Mine is not exactly in the movie. It, it, it is, but it's it, it would be an extra six. Okay, I'll just explain it. So... There's a scene in the school when Rodney approaches Corbin Blue and is very aggressive towards him. So what Corbin Blue does is he plays the victim, which is kind of fucked up, but I'll, you know, it's fine. He's like, oh, no, mm. Rodney, don't take my lunch money, because this is right in front of a, a teacher. And then the teacher sees Rodney and says, Rodney, come with me now. He's going to detention. But Rodney has a crony, some kid who I don't think is ever named. He just wears like, I don't, I don't remember what he wears, but I can only assume it's like, you know, that button down shirt with that's black with flames on it. <laughs> and like a yellow <laughs> undershirt. He's probably, he's probably not wearing that, but in my mind, that's all he wears. And he follows Rodney to detention, even though he was not given detention. <laughs> so my decom F-bomb is the two of them sitting in an empty room together where Rodney looks at him and goes, why'd you follow me? You didn't get in trouble. And the kid goes, I just want to be with you, man. And Rodney goes, you're fucking stupid. And that's it. That's the end of the scene. <laughs> Well, that's my decom F bomb. My decom F bomb also involves Rodney, and in this version of Jump In, Rodney gets his ass beaten in that rematch. Like he just gets fucking destroyed, and he gets beaten to a pulp, and he looks like a ham sandwich, and he's just like, oh. <laughs> and that's all. <laughs> beaten to a ham sandwich. He just croaks like out a, a little, a little F bomb. That's it. <laughs> Ryan, you told me you wanted this, so I'm 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 giving it to you. Are you ready? Nice. Yeah, that was a good one. That was a good one. It's clean. Yeah. Um, okay, mine is it's an expression, and I would just pepper it all over this movie. And the expression is fucking jackpot. <laughs> <laughs> and it goes it goes when Corbin Blue sees kids double dutching on the street and gets inspired, and he says, "Fucking jackpot!" 
And then when Rodney finds Corbin Blue leaves him clothes outside of his apartment because he knows his family's going through a rough time. And Rodney goes, fucking jackpot. <laughs> and then uh, dad is cooking that disgusting chili and he tastes it and he says, fucking jackpot. <laughs> and maybe if like every every 20th line could just be fucking jackpot, this movie would be fantastic. <laughs> Oh, man. Yeah, maybe I should reconsider. Maybe it should be more than one F-bomb. It should just be everywhere. It's the catchphrase. It would get, like, it'd get so David Wayne if it's just, like, all these little kids every, like, three times every five minutes. It's just, like, fucking Jack. I love it. Corbin throws the orange in the air and does a flip, and the vendor's like, fucking Jack. Fucking Jack. The first line in the movie. <laughs> the first word spoken. Oh my god! After the little weird kiss. <laughs> oh, when dad's when dad's digging through the trash and he finds the flyer about how bad is like how his son is being bullied. Fucking jackpot! <laughs> Damn! Oh my god! This oh. movie. Oh, also, why why are you bringing your bully home? Why are you saving those flyers that are making fun of you in school? Yeah, just to throw them out in your own trash can. <laughs> Great question. <laughs> James, what did you come up Uh My F bomb. Uh, I oscillating back and forth, uh, thinking about it. Number one, when Corbin goes, I get it. You're angry because your dad's not working right now. And one of his friend, like his two friends, one of them should have turned to the other one and went, "What the fuck?" Because <laughs> like that was Corbin has two moments in this movie where he's harsh. It's that and to his dad. Uh, but we'll cover well, also, that. Also, sure. also the yo mama joke. Oh yeah. What was that? I, it's it's um, when Rodney puts up the pictures of Corbin Blue double dutching all over the school and his friends are like ribbing him for it. You know, they're like, hey, this is funny. This you is look funny. pretty doing exactly, that. Yeah, I don't remember exactly what he says. Well, and I he's think like, your mama's say. your mom's pretty. Yeah. Oh, yeah. <laughs> Worth noting that I believe this is roughly the time where Yo Mama on MTV was like the the greatest awful show on television. Thousand dollars in cash money. Cash money. Uh, thank you, Willem. The Wilmer Valderrama. I, that's it. Thank you. I was going to say Willie Ventura because I didn't know his name, but that was close enough. Willie Vanilli. I, <laughs> one other f bomb potentially. It's early in the movie, but it. it it just made me laugh because they're eating the chili that the dad makes and he, he does a spit take, but he spits out a whole piece of broccoli. If you, if you slow it down <laughs> because the, the, the little sister, he was like, how were your day? And she was like, Oh, I hung out with my boyfriend. And then he spit takes a whole floret of broccoli. <laughs> he should have just went, what the fuck? <laughs> no, he should have gone fucking jackpot. Fucking jackpot. <laughs> Oh, <laughs> uh, now, uh, Brennan, that it's so perfect that you kind of ruined the decom f bomb for me because now every single decom f bomb that I want is just gonna be fucking jackpot. <laughs> you know, there's no there's no hard and fast rules with Disney Channel Tipsy Panel. You're right. Shut. Don't right. go up. Prices due. <laughs> Shut the fuck up, Karen. <laughs> That's another good decom f bomb. That would be a good place to put that. I like that. Or at the end when there's more little kids and what's his name? Rodney's telling the story like uh, it could just go there. I don't know. Not specifically, just generally. Hey, 
so I had a lot of problems with the narration. I think it was stupid and unnecessary. Mm-hmm. But then I got it at the end where it's because Rodney is telling this story to a bunch of kids to show like, oh, he's, you know, he's reformed. He's not a bully anymore. He's doing he's leading like a boxing and or double Dutch class, which is cool. I'm glad that he gets that closure as a character. But he uh, he references himself in the third person multiple times. And then all of a sudden he's the narrator. <laughs> that just surprised oh, me. Yeah. Well, maybe he's like that whole like end sequence was weird. Yeah, it was. I think I liked it, though. It was weird, but as let's talk about it, let's talk about the big finale. Let's talk about the big finale. Um, So the big finale is obviously a double Dutch contest. Uh, Their rivals are um, what are they called? The The Dutch dragons, dragons and the Kung Fu fighters. Right. Um, There's three sections. There's. Speed, the oh fuck, what was it called? It's not composure. There's the uh, Father, the Son, and the Holy Spirit. The Father, the Son, and the Holy Spirit. Amen. Praise it's basically speed, like technical skills, like you have to do certain things and then freestyle, right? Yes. Yeah, that's exactly it. But I can't remember what they called the yeah, the technical skills. It the had term a, is weird. It's like endearment or something. It's, it starts it's, with a C. It's I'm I'm. Trying to find it right now. I don't know how I will possibly look it up. I'm only I'm I'm, I'm thinking looking up the plot of the movie is the only way that I can find it. But oh god, I have no idea. Composure. I wouldn't know. Uh, I was watching the movie too quickly. That's fair. Com- was it compulsory? Yes, compulsory. that was it. Brilliant. Yeah. Thank you, Brandon. Compulsory, which was their technique. Anyway, um, so they win compulsory. The rival team wins speed, so they have to win the freestyle in order to, like, win. And the rival team is like, mm, second place, wouldn't know what that feels like. And it's like, you just got second place yeah. with the last part. So I, <laughs> I, I noticed big, that. You big CTE weirdos. <laughs> yeah, jump rope is CTE. Everybody knows this. They always do flips and land on their heads on the concrete. <laughs> That's how you practice. By landing I, on your head. Yeah. <laughs> I also love that the speed is just judged by someone with one of those clicky counters. Yeah. Like just watching feet. <laughs> just like, oh, I God. I look up if, yeah, like a guy like at a bar, you know, making sure yeah, yeah. they don't go over capacity. Yep. Like, I, I meant to look up to see if that's really how you measure it. Because I don't know how else you would. And they gave some yeah. crazy ass numbers for how many steps they do per minute. It was like 370. Yeah. That's, I mean, I, 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 I guess... That's probably kind of accurate. Like that's about like a little over four steps per second. And I guess if you're going really fast for a minute, you can do that. But like, damn, that's hard. Yeah. The, to keep that up is difficult. It's making my shins hurt. Just thinking about it. <laughs> anyway, uh, they do the freestyle. Um, obviously Corbin blue and Kiki Palmer's freestyle is very cool. They do. They have black light stuff and glow in the dark stuff. Um, it looks nice. Mm-hmm. They, then they have a full dance number. Yeah, which I didn't understand, and that pissed me off because up until then I was with this movie, you guys, and then I was like, "What the fuck? Like, why do they just have the stage to themselves to just dance now?" So the answer to that has already been discussed because the song is "Push It to the Limit." It's the High School Musical song. So, but however, your question is still very valid because 
why did the makers of this movie feel that they had to have Pusha to the limit in this movie? Corbin Blue is not playing the same character. This movie doesn't take place in the same universe, from what I can tell, because Corbin Blue is a different character. So I get why the song is there practically, but I don't understand why. Sorry, I'm a little drunk. I know that didn't make sense. Push it to the limit. That's all I have One to say about that. Time. It is very <laughs> weird, though, that they perform a jump rope sequence and then they all stop and just dance. Yeah. Yeah. Like I kept expecting to see a guitar come out of somewhere just arbitrarily. So, yeah, here's my guess. Here's my guess. They wanted to use it as like a music video to play in between episodes of things on TV. But also, the movie was like five minutes too short. So they decided, oh, you know what? Let's just put in this song. Let's make it just a music video. And then we have something to play in between commercials to promote the movie. Yeah, especially because this one came in at uh, an hour and 21, including the credits. Wow. (laughs) (laughs) Gotta say, it felt much longer. Mm. Uh, they always do. See, they you guys are making do. a mistake. You ought to adopt the Ryan Metz method, which is to watch everything on as quick of a speed as you can understand. But I, I, I don't feel like that gives me a fair assessment of the movie. Well, you're the only one like, who cares about that, nerd. Yeah, I, and you know what? I have <laughs> integrity. Oh, yeah? I have You have heart. integrity, name three of their albums okay all right Mm -hmm. um uh welcome to the black parade um poker face and uh into club there you go that's that's three of their albums that checks out yep Mm -hmm. thank you james looked it up he fact checked it so numbers on that you know in spite of the dance number that they kind of just shoehorned in there and the weird uh bully talking to the children at the end i i don't know i thought i thought this movie resolved in a pretty decent way um yeah you know there was a nice father-son moment and they uh aired it out and uh you know he made a truce with the bully um you know i was i was pretty pleased with how this wrapped up even the um whole uh they didn't win states that year but they won states the next year like that even that was um but you know. but that's not true because they did win well, that we wasn't that states. Oh, that was, that was like city. the regional. And then you oh, went to states. Right. Yeah. So, okay. Right. Sorry. My bad. Oh, um, Mr. I watched the movie on one X and, and <laughs> I'm going to ignore that and just make a comment basing off of what you said, because I do also like the way that they wrapped it up. I like that. It's from Rodney's perspective because also after they win, you kind of see that like, Oh, this is Rodney's turning point. This is where he, you know, mm-hmm. I guess becomes, you know, he, he, he stops, act, he stops acting out and channels his, uh, you know, channels this into a passion. His heart and grew I, three I sizes nice. that day. His heart th- grew three sizes that day. Yes, he is the Grunch. Grunch. Hey, does anyone have any other good quotes from this movie? I got one. Um, when he asked Kiki Palmer, are you crying? And she says, no. And then he says, then why is your face all wet? <laughs> that was a fun one. Um, um, 
I loved all the instances of of daddy's boy and loser. I thought those were really good insults. <laughs> yeah, chicken, daddy's boy. Um, I loved every I time loved... they said fucking jackpot. <laughs> I loved um this. I love that they had a joke that actually paid off later in the movie. It was subtle, but uh, they were they were brainstorming other people to join the double dutch crew. And one of the, the girls, I can't remember which one, goes, oh, what about my cousin? And then the other girl goes, she's almost blind. And then the first girl responds, it's called extreme myopia, <laughs> which is really what blind is, blindness is called. And then when they get to the finals, she's fumbling with her glasses. That must be her. They actually paid off oh a joke God. early on. I was, I was thrilled about that. I did not yes. notice that at all, but I love that. <laughs> That and then, and then she's attention. just not on the team because Corbin Blue shows up. But. That is more attention to detail than we have ever gotten in any of these movies. Yeah, that's a true callback. Damn, good, good eye. You clearly um, do not have extreme myopia. Because <laughs> I heard the term myopia and I was like, wait a second. Yeah. <laughs> any medical terminology in these movies is really going <laughs> to pique my interest. If they ever say like arteriosclerosis or hyoid <laughs> um, surgery. Yeah, yeah. Any, even if they just say ligament, I'll be like, what was that? What was that? Oh, wait. What was that one in Genius where, uh, <laughs> what was it? Oh. Uh, he, he can't chew anymore. Do you guys remember oh, what I'm talking uh, the, about? The side, yeah, he has a, a hole in the side of his mouth or side of his face resembling a mouth or something (laughs) oh yeah oh my god what serves as his esophagus yeah 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 holy shit (laughs) i gotta pull up that quote again because that's that's a truly (laughs) wonderful moment but uh i digress what else we got from this movie is there anything else um the routine is whack i loved the use of whack you know really really brought me to uh 2006 prospect park that's just really set the the (laughs) mood and the time and the place Mm-hmm. Um, uh, I like that the um, Double Dutch Association is USDDA, which is <laughs> USDA is just meat, but USDDA <laughs> is jump rope. <laughs> Wait, so what does USDA stand for? Uh, United States Department of Agriculture, I think, right? Oh, so United States Department, Department of Agriculture. Of Agriculture. <laughs> Very nice. This, this only comes up once, but... Um, I think the first time that Corbin Blue shows what he can do with Double Dutch, uh, the scene is out in in the in their front yard on the street. Um, they're doing you know the the Double Dutch, and one of the the girls I can't remember her name. One of the ones that's not Kiki Palmer. She has an incredible jump rope swinging stance. She is standing with her legs like four feet apart. It is she is grounded. And it's it was just very funny to see. I really enjoyed it. Oh, my God. Sorry. So, listeners, you don't know this. We're watching the movie here. It's like on our screen together. And we're watching the final scene. We haven't even talked about the announcer's fucking rad suit. The fucking orange velvet suit with matching hat. It's the Dumb and Dumber suit. It's the Dumb and Dumber suit. Exactly. The The reason I didn't bring it up is because... um, I'm doing some shopping for my wedding whenever that's going to happen. And that is what I've chosen to wear. So that's an an excellent choice. I didn't want to spoil the surprise, but yeah, it's a crushed velvet orange 
suit. Hell yeah. From far away, when they first showed that announcer, I thought it was Sinbad. Yeah. <laughs> I was so excited. I was like, no fucking way they get Sinbad. And turns out they didn't. Sinbad. Yeah, Sinbad. <laughs> no, they, they got... Um, what is his name? His name was there, and I didn't write it down because I was like, oh, he's just the DJ, whatever. My name oh, Sinbad. Oh. No, I saw this as the name of the DJ too, and it's an incredible name. Oh my god, I I should have written it down too. It is it is one word, a DJ name, and it is a very weird name. Ugh. Somebody stalls, quick! Somebody say fucking jackpot. Digga 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 Thanks for listening to our show. I didn't realize that the ending music is actually panel at gmail.com. Blah, 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 blah. The ending music is actually good, like waiting for something to happen music. Yeah. Thanks. Thanks, Will Sachs. All right. I think I think Double Judge looks pretty fun. So his the actress. It does. The actress name is Sean Morissette, and he's the MC in this film. Uh, and his his rap name is Subliminal. Subliminal, that's it. Ooh, thank you. Yeah, I couldn't find it as I was scrolling through, but it, it is a great name, Subliminal. Rap name Subliminal rhymes is original. There uh, are some other good credits names in here. Did anybody else get some good credits names? Yeah. Uh, Brian, what do you got? Mazin Elsa Dig. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So Mason Elsadig, he was also in Degrassi. He's the only other Degrassi person I didn't cite. He was Damien. Uh, Manny had a quick fling with him uh, at the moment that JT was stabbed. R.I.P. Cool. Yeah. God, Degrassi, what a trip. I I will. I can't. Think about I can't Degrassi believe Canada. Canada can't be this crazy. Oh, it it goes there, Brandon. Believe me. I yeah, I've seen it. Um, uh, my favorite credits name was Jeff one. Fruitman. I knew you'd like that one. Yeah, he's the set deck. I liked Marion Pawn. <laughs> yep, that was a good one. Um, Tom Farr. Farr spelled F A R R. Tom Farr. Tom Near Tom Farr. <laughs> <laughs> That's a really good meme. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I can already see it. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, because everyone on the internet is very familiar with stunt coordinator Tom Farr, just from <laughs> pictures. Well, I think we've just created a new meme, folks. We can we can pack it up and go home. Yep, this is going to be the next big thing. Uh, I don't know what's a big meme right now. Move over, uh, Dat Boy. Sorry, oh. this is how dated I am. It's like six or seven years too late. I'm an old millennial. Ah. Can we rate this movie? What else? What else is going on? Anybody? Final thoughts before we rate this? Stacy Hips. Wait, what was that? Say that (laughs) again. Somebody in the credits. Oh, that's that's oh Stacy Hips. Yolanda Double. Yolanda. Oh, I didn't know Yolanda had a double. Yolanda is one of the other ones from Degrassi. She played Shantae. Yeah, I don't know. I guess just my final thoughts are like, why is it lame to? do a cool activity that you're good at why is it lame to hang out with girls like you know i i get that the the main conflict of the movie was gender stereotypes uh but you know it's it, just why 
I would say that I don't th- I don't think I'd, so definitely, you know, they're still, you know, pushing that thing of, oh, nobody wants to do uh, an activity that's not directly aligned with their gender. But I think everybody hangs out with girls just fine. I don't I don't think there's a lot of. uh Oh, I can't hang out with girls because Corbin Blue doesn't and nobody questions him for it. Uh, Tammy is hanging out with the guys and nobody questions her for it. So uh, but your first point does still stand. Well, the bully guy sees them all walking together and he's like laughing at them. And yeah, and then they dump water on him and it's cool and funny. That was cool and funny. And then they run away and they do a backhand (laughs) spring. That's always how I run away from people. Oh, no, a danger. (laughs) Better distract them. <laughs> <laughs> Fucking jackpot. All right. I vote that we motion to vote this movie. Motion seconded. Okay. All right. I'll go. Go ahead. Anyway, uh, for those of you who don't know, our rating system is very simple. Thumbs up, thumbs down. That's it. Brennan, go ahead. Well, it's not so simple this time because I got to say, mm-hmm. one complaint I have about this movie is that the female-centric decoms are rarely told through a sports lens. And giving this one to Corbin Blue feels like a missed opportunity. Because all the female-centric ones are like, she goes on a mystery, or she has to save the world, or music. Mm -hmm. No sports. That being said, I found the first half thoroughly entertaining, but the second half really fell off for me. So my advice is thumbs up on the first half. And then, I don't know, turn it off and sign a petition or something better with your time. Because the <laughs> second half is doo-doo. So before we, before the next person rates it, I do want to comment that there are several uh, female-centric sports films. We just haven't watched them yet. Um, uh, we did Double Teamed. Girls, which I believe is about uh, surfing. Define central or several because we've watched over 40. <laughs> okay, fine. Double team. How is many definitely. can there possibly be? I'm sorry. You're absolutely right. Um, I'm just thinking of the ones on off the top of my head. There's rip girls. There's right on track, which stars Brie Larson. Um, Whoa. And uh, did I, don't, I guess we I, did. We, we watch double team sports ones. Oh, okay. Yeah, and double teamed. So that is three. So. Okay, Brandon, you're right. <laughs> yep, can't argue with that. Three is technically several, though, if I may mansplain here for a moment. <laughs> yeah. Okay, somebody else write this. Um, I'm really on the fence on this one. I guess I'll go. Wow, this is going to be like a, like a split decision. So the cons, which is also kind of a pro, the dialogue is super lame. Like, uh, oh. there's a line that Izzy says where he goes, come on with the come on. Like, oh, yeah. what does that even mean? Wow. And shut, don't go up, whatever that is. Um, also, I don't like that the, uh, and the jump rope competition, the two teams that are meant to be the best, meaning like the, oh my God, I can't even think of their name, the dragon boys and the, the dragon jumpers and the uh, red hot chili steppers, um, or just the hot chili steppers. Uh, they're not the best. All the other teams are better. Mm-hmm. Um, but it's got a lot of silliness in the beginning, like you said, Brennan. I, I'm just gonna teeter it to a thumbs up. I, I, it's like 52 percent thumbs up for me. So thumbs up. Okay. All right, I'll jump in here. Ha! 
So I genuinely did not mean to do that. Like I said before, I was I was gonna I knew I was gonna do it again, and you it crazy, happened. Brandon. Sorry. Um, I I like this movie. I really did. Um, I definitely did pause a couple times, which and breaking it up kind of helped with the middle part because every you know decom suffers in the second act. But uh, I, I I enjoyed it. Um, the, the stunts that they did were more entertaining than usual. In my opinion, um, the dialogue was very corny enough for me to enjoy it. And I like, uh, I like Kiki Palmer. She's great. Um, I like that it had a lot of Degrassi actors, obviously that doesn't really speak to the quality of the movie, but if any of our listeners also enjoy Degrassi and I suspect you do, uh, then you will appreciate seeing Damien and Shantae and Jane and also Kiki Palmer, because I believe she was in like season 11 or something. Um, this movie's a thumbs up for me. I enjoyed it. It was fun. Um, not the best, but I liked it. Well, I guess that leaves me and, uh, you know, I just think I've, I've changed. I, I think at one point I probably would have given this movie emphatically a thumbs down, but I can't do that. I mean, I know that the dialogue is corny at times and, um, it seems like if I watched it at normal speed, it would have taken forever to move along. Uh, lots of cliches, lots of tropes, but at the end of the day, here's what they did it for me. One takes place in, in New York city. So that's, hey, uh, I'm walking here. That's strike one, but I'm the pitcher. So strike, strike one is good. Um, so that's, <laughs> that's strike one in New York city. Strike two. It's a uh, mostly black cast. So that's strike two. Nice. So these are like bowling strikes. Oh, these are like baseball strikes. Brennan, I've explained this For already. But, but you're the pitcher. Yeah, so it's good. I, I want strikes. Okay. No, you could just come up with a different metaphor. You don't have to force baseball in here. I, that came naturally to me. Yeah, because there's there's an outcome that's good and bad. This, this movie oh, gets God. a thumbs up from me. Ryan, it's like you have changed and it's such a great thing to witness for any of our listeners who have followed this from, you know, episode one to now. The change is stark and I'm so I am here for it. It's great. I'm so glad that you actually appreciate these movies because I stopped drinking there. That's a very good point. <laughs> I can't wait for it to all just the load of all these to crush us again and the pendulum swings back to just disdain yeah oh, man. i mean if i if i fall off the wagon you're gonna see a lot more thumbs downs in the near future i am proud of a lot more strikes from the batter's perspective <laughs> <laughs> just to be clear just a completely natural and normal thing hey ryan what about strikes from the umpire's perspective are those positive or negative hey. <laughs> hey. all right they um, go both ways that's our show, everybody. Hey, lit you, you out there. Yeah, listening in your car yeah. or on your headphones. Thank you. Thanks yes. for listening. We really appreciate that you listen and enjoy this and take time out of your day to hear a bunch of jabronis talk about decoms. Whether, um, whether you're listening on the bus, at the gym, if it's legal to go to the gym where you live, uh, if you're listening in your study hall or, or your home or your kitchen, thank you. 
I like to think of that gym comment as an evergreen statement. And in the future, there will be places where gyms are illegal forever. I can we cancel? I would love to cancel. The I gym. wholeheartedly believe that will be true. In some places, it will never be legal to work out in a public place again. Alabama gyms are canceled in Alabama or Louisiana. You can't go to the gym and you have to raise a hammer. Hey, is that the hot show? Okay, now this no, that's Red Scare, baby. Hey, <laughs> hey, we're Red Scare. Hot tamales in the red, uh, hot. Yeah, she got them for sale. Hot tamales in the red, hot. Yeah, she got them for sale. Ah, my cat is breaking down my uh, podcast setup, so we got to wrap this up. Hey, uh, get in touch with us, listeners. We would love to hear from you. We're on Instagram at Disney Channel Tipsy Panel. Please follow us. We're on Twitter at Tipsy Panel. We have an email, Disney Channel Tipsy Panel at gmail.com. We love to hear from you. And we have a phone number. Oh, wait, hold on. I think I know this. It's 911. It's not 911. Okay, 1613 oh nice. i killed it fucking jackpot good job, jackpot. Good job. Dude, that was great. Jackpot. see you next week yep that's our show everybody thank you so much for listening tune in next time i'll have another decom for you bye and the credits are rolling there they go do we do we miss the name jujubi mandela oh yes <laughs>